Many are getting rich. Many are failing and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Praise the Lord. Overcomers Nation. Overcomers Nation. I hear of the promised land. Hallelujah. Are you sure you lack nothing? I just want you to celebrate the Lord, our Lord and Master Jesus, the builder of this beautiful church. Hallelujah. And I would also like you to celebrate our Father, Reverend Ebenezer. He's been so much blessing to us. Amen. I'm here to share some recorded testimonies with us all. God bless you for coming for our first fruit service. Amen. I know that your life will never be the same again after today's service. Amen. The first testifier says, My prophetic seed produced an alert on my phone. Alexei Ametepe is my name. On day 5 of PEC, I went to give my prophecy to the man of God, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa. He says, as a servant of God was praying for me that morning, I felt a strange surge of power flow through my being. During lunchtime prayers in the afternoon of that same day, Reverend Okronipa again prophesied concerning my finances. He says, lo and behold, I received an alert on my phone. It was money someone owed me for running errands for him. He says, the amazing thing about this testimony is that the person sent me twice the amount I expected. Hallelujah. It's like you didn't hear the testimony. Please, clap your hands and celebrate the Lord. It's not just normal. Hallelujah. He says, it was a surprise to me, especially in this economy, where most people are worried about their finances. We are indeed proof producers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celebrate the Lord one more time. The next verse says, The Lord doubled the amount I sold and returned it back to me that same day. Lydia Odami Entry is my name. She says, Church, I want to share with you all what the Lord has done for me. On Christmas Sunday, after Reverend Harin Seidu's ministration, our father, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, asked all congregants to sow a seed into the life of the great minister of God. I obeyed, and guess what? She says, the Lord doubled my giving and returned it back to me that same day. Hallelujah. She says, someone beautifully surprised me after the service ended 
with a double the amount I sold into Reverend Harry's life. Thank you, Lord, for divine surprises. And thank you, Reverend Okronipa, for constantly declaring divine surprises into our lives. Hallelujah. Somebody, as you give your first fruit today, God is going to beautifully surprise you in Jesus' name. The next one says, My seed offering produced answers to my prayer request. My name is Elizabeth Agodo. Agredo, sorry. This is my testimony. She says, I was believing God for a breakthrough concerning success in a recent exams I wrote in August last year. And also my national service posting in my area and organization of choice. She says, I attended the last day of Prophetic Eagles Convocation and picked an envelope for a seed offering. I wrote my prayer request on the envelope. The following day, she says, I bagged it with a sacrificial seed as instructed by our prophet, Reverend Ebenezer Okronipa. She says, later, I joined the midnight far prayers on and Reverend Okronipa gave me a prophetic word that God has done it. Hallelujah. Somebody, God has done it. Amen. I don't know what you are trusting God for, but God has done it. Amen. She says again, I sowed the seed and keyed into the prophetic word. To the glory of God, I checked my results one dawn and realized I had been graded A+. plus. Hallelujah. Were you following the testimony? She says, later in the evening, I checked my dashboard too and saw that I had been reposted to my place of choice. I would have gone all the way to Ada in the eastern region for a release letter which may still have been pending. But thank God I also listened to his instructions when he prompted me to follow up at the National Service Office. All glory to God. Thank you, God, for giving us a leader like Reverend Okronipa. Long live his ministry. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are not excited this morning. Hallelujah. The last testifier says, I received timely financial supply after the man of God prophesied concerning my finances. My name is Alexei Ametepe. I was trusting God for some money to work on something before 1st November. During the PEC week, on day 5, which that is 28 October, I got a deal from an old client. The profit from the deal was more than twice the amount I needed. Proud to that, Reverend Ebenezer Kronipa had prophesied concerning my finances, which I keyed into. And the prophecy happened exactly as he had declared. I thank God so much for this supply and timely intervention. Thank you, Reverend Okronipa, for your results proving teachings. Hallelujah. Somebody slap your hands for the Lord. Because you know that as you give your first fruit today, your life will certainly never be the same again. Amen.
And somebody in the house of God give the Lord a shout of praise. That does not sound like a shout. I said, give him a shout of praise. I said, give him a shout of praise. Please, the one beside you that the person looks like he or she is loud shouting. I said, give him a shout. It's how to celebrate the Lord. Hey, you are telling the Lord his body and glory. Come on, give him some praise. I said, celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Has God been good to somebody over here today? Has God been good to you? No, I don't think God has been good to you. The way your face is even looking, you cannot smile, you cannot laugh, you cannot shout. I think something is wrong somewhere. But if you feel indeed God has been good to you, and this is the day that the Lord has made, that we should rejoice and be glad in it. I want to hear somebody who said, like David, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is somebody glad over here? Is somebody glad over here? Will you lift up your voice and give him a shout of praise? Hallelujah! Shout glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Give, give the Lord some praise. Kindly take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen and amen. Don't go anywhere. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! I want to excited to be here this morning. Wonderful. We give God all the praise. Oh, somebody lift up your hands to the Lord. You got the glory. You got the praise. Just begin to bless God in other words. You take the honor. You got the glory. You got the glory. You got the glory. You take the honor. You take the honor. We just want to say, and we come. We're going to bless God right now. Just begin to worship Him. Thank you, Lord. Basha, that the atmosphere has just been activated for blessings. Oh, Rabadigon, My Father just activated the atmosphere. Just begin to bless the Lord. Just begin to bless the Lord. Just begin to bless the Lord. Basum, Bradigas, Antelebelebesh, Bradigas. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Shalabadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come just do some two minutes of worship. I will worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I lift you high above the earth and the heavens. Just two minutes of worship. Open up your hearts, everybody. Refuse to be in the flesh. Everybody enter into the spirit now. I will worship you. Are you here to worship? I lift you high the Holy Ghost is here to oh, today. Yeah. Lord told 
me that this morning there's going to be a prophetic atmosphere. Lift up your hands wherever you are. And I don't know, but even before I minister, there are seven people under the sound of my voice. I see a certain grace, a certain anointing, a certain empowerment from the Lord that is resting upon you right now. There are seven people in this congregation. The Lord says that even before I share with you the word of God, He's giving you a special anointing, a fresh inundation of grace. Father, wherever they are, let that grace rest upon them right now. Let that anointing rest upon them right now. Lift up your hands everywhere. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. La panda kataya There's a fresh activation. There's a fresh inundation. There's a fresh activation. There's a fresh inundation. An inundation of grace. An inundation of grace. An inundation of grace. Rabanda kataliba zumbra deketaya. Rebeda kabarundas ketebriantaya. Rabadia talababaya. Rabalaba loose of your hands everywhere. Spirit of God. Ah, thank you, Holy Ghost. My God, lift up your hands, everybody. Be on your feet if you can be on your feet. Kadusha Balamante Sekalabadash. Lift up those hands to the Lord. I don't know, just within the next 60 seconds, because I have a lot of things to do this morning. But the Spirit of God says that He's going to change your life, and He's going to change your situation. Wherever you are, I don't know, but I saw, I wanted to skip this, but the Lord said that it is obedience to obey me. Lift up your hands. Father, you showed me in the Spirit that you are, ah, 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 ah. Look at that. It has started already. It has started already. Bring them to me now. Now. Right now. Oh my God. Something is erupting in the realm of the spirits. It's as though there's a breaking forth. The grounds are breaking open. The grounds are breaking open. And certain things are coming out. And I hear the Lord saying, These are the destinies that have been hidden. The destinies that have been hidden. And they are erupting out of the ground. Erupting out of the ground. Erupting out of the ground. Wherever you are, I see an opening. One, two, three. Receive this touch of God. Receive this touch of God. Receive this touch of God. Raman We love you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Establish these destinies. Ah, you are feeling something. You are feeling the power of God in your abdomen. I want to just come quickly. Bring them quickly. Ah, let me just lay hands on them. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Ah, you are gone.
grace has been released. Grace has been released. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand wherever you may. Say, Father, thank you. This morning, say, I am ready to receive your word. I declare my heart is open. My mind is ready to receive with humility your word that can transform our lives. This morning, I'll be blessed by your word. I'll prosper by your word. And I declare my life, my life will never be the same again. Somebody shout a big amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I speak of this choir. God bless you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Shout glory. Hallelujah. We give God all the praise. This morning I'm just trusting God to share with you in the next few minutes a few words. Today is a day that we are specially dedicated to first fruits. The principle of first fruits. The doctrine of first fruits. Hallelujah. And it's a blessing that uh, one of the people who formed the foundation, the first fruit of my knowing or my work with the Lord is here today. For me, it's a very prophetic thing. Hallelujah. It's a very prophetic thing. Somebody said that everything you are trying to put are in it. Hallelujah. How are you doing? Glory to Jesus. Today is a very prophetic, uh, very, very, that's what I'm trying to add <laughs> in the name visitation. Hallelujah. And so I want you to just open your heart within the next few minutes. I just want to share with you a few thoughts from the scriptures regarding the matter of first fruits. Precious Father, my God, I submit myself unto you. I'm knowing this lips of clay, let them minister the oracles of your word and let your children be positioned for prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody shout a big amen. Is that if that is a shout, then even my little girls can shout more than you shout a big amen. If that is a shout, it means that the children's church are, are much stronger than you over here. As a shout, a big amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. One of these days, I'll carry all of you to children's church and I'll bring the children here. Because they can shout more than you. One last time, I want to attempt whether you are really in church. Shout a big amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Open your Bibles quickly with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 30, the verse number 19. This is why we're taught uh, right from uh, youth church. You preach with the word of God. You share with the word of God. You don't speak out of your mind. You speak out of God's word. In Deuteronomy, chapter number 30, the verse number 19, uh, Moses was addressing the children of God, was addressing the people of God, and he taught them something that uh, the Spirit of God said, I should use as the introduction of my message today. He said, I call heaven and earth to remembrance or to record this day against you. In other words, what he was about to say was a memorial that can be referred to in the time that they were in and in the days that were going to totality of the earth to manifest whatever he was about to tell them. He said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and thy seed may live. 
choose life that you and your seed may live. Listen, in life, everything that you are doing, whatever action or inaction that you engage in, is either you are provoking life or you are provoking death. It's either you are invoking a blessing or you are invoking curses. There are two forces that rule on the earth. Blessings and curses. Anything that you do, anything that you say, please, that is why Jesus said, for even every idle word that comes out of our mouths, we shall be held accountable for it. Idle words means words that seem to be powerless. There is no important word. Neither is there no important action. Anything that we do, it is a seed that we are sowing and there shall be a recompense. So he's telling them that ah, there are two things, two forces uh, that are operating in this earth, life and death, blessing and cursing. So what you are doing, what you are saying, the action that you are engaging may either be provoking blessings your way or may be provoking curses your way. You cannot, you, listen, there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. That is why we need to be very careful and intentional about any action that we engage in. Because whatever we do, look, the way you treat people is either provoking a blessing away or a curse your way. Somebody said that, oh, I am blessed. Yes, you are blessed. You see, but then understand that there are different kinds of blessings. There are blessings that have been provoked over our lives as a result of us being children of God. But then there are certain blessings that are provoked as a result of our actions. As they, are, they are the result of seeds. They are a result of seed sowing. What we, and when I talk about seed sowing, I'm not just talking about financial seed that we are sowing. Every action that we engage in is a seed. Every action that we engage in, every word that we speak is a seed. Jesus said that the, word, the seed is the word of God. So even our words are seeds. Our words are seeds. The way you handle a responsibility is a, is, is a seed that you are sowing. The way you handle your parents is a seed that you are sowing. The way you handle a ch- your children is a seed that you are sowing. Everything in life, you said that it is blessing or curse. Or cursing in the new English, we say curses, either blessings or what curses. So it says that choose life that you and your children believe. There's no middle ground over here. Anything that you do, it is about blessings, blessings or curses. There is a curse of death, which is talking about spiritual death. That is when God told Adam and Eve that they should not partake in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said that the day they partake in it, they will surely die. It was a curse. It was a curse. As a result of their actions, when God uh, God came to them in the garden, he, re- prov- he released certain things. Look, some would have said that merely eating a fruit could provoke all those declarations. Why? And there are two things in life, blessings and curses. If you are going to prosper, if you are going to do well, if you are going to see the glory of God in your life, you need to understand the things that bring blessings into your life. Those are the things that bring empowerment, a blessing it means an empowerment to prosper. Supernatural empowerment to prosper. Curses is as, as also supernatural, but it is an empowerment to fail. No matter what you do, if there's a curse on your life, you are going to fail. You are going to go down. You are not going to succeed. Things are going to happen very bizarrely in your life. So everything you do, this is the foundation that God wants us to understand. God wants me to establish this to you. That it is about blessings or curses. Huh? There is no middle ground. Obedience to God and to His ways bring blessings. And He said, this obedience brings curses. You are responsible for the outcome of your life. 
Many people said, oh, my, hand, my life is in the hands of God. Not entirely true. And I've told you that many times in this place. Not entirely true that your life is in the hands of God. You, can, you are the one who can place your life in the hands of God. How do you do it? By obedience to His word. You cannot be living a, a, a wrong lifestyle or living contrary to the word of God and say that your life is in the hands of God. So you are going to experience certain blessings irrespective of the fact that you are not living right. No. You experience certain problems. You are saying, oh, because you are blessed with the blessing of life, so you are going to stand in the middle of the highway. No car can knock you down, sister, brother. We'll meet you in the mortuary very soon. And in this February, if we meet you at the mortuary, it will become an obituary, and we will not bring it to the sanctuary. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So, there is no middle ground. You select the outcome of your life. You choose what you want, what happens in your life. And listen, God wants us to prosper. God wants his children to prosper. The Bible says that he delights in the prosperity of his children. Riches is a, a, a blessing. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord does what? Make it rich and add no sorrow. Make it rich and add no sorrow. Make it rich and add no sorrow. In the blessing of the Lord, there are three major things you see the blessing bringing to us. Number one, eternal life. Number two, divine protection. Number three, abundance and riches. Eternal life, divine protection, abundance, and riches. And so riches are a product of the blessing of the Lord. And God wants us to prosper. He wants us to do well. And in His prosperity plan, financial prosperity is a part of it. Third John chapter 1 verse number 2. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in health. Listen, brothers and sisters, God wants us to look nice. God wants us to look nice. We have been, we were born and were introduced to a certain kind of Christianity where poverty was to be delighted in, where poverty means you are humble, where poverty was the will of God. But as I grew up and started studying the Bible for myself, I realized that the Bible was full of people who came out of poverty and entered into abundance just by working with God. I realized that God was able to lift a man. I realized that God was able to pick one out of the Mary clay and set the person amongst princes. This God that I saw in the Bible was not a God of poverty, was not a God of backwardness, was not a God of retrogression. It was a God of blessing, progress, joy, favor, advancement, prosperity in every dimension. I saw the God of the Bible. And the God of the Bible is a God that wants to prosper his children. I prophesy over your life that you are stepping into a covenant of prosperity. And that prosperity will cause you to be seen everywhere as the deliverer of your household in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say, God wants me to prosper. Today I want to share with you on the subject covenant, covenant of prosperity, the power of the first. The power of the first. Look, every nation has a, a, a financial plan by which they are trusting that they are going to prosper the citizens of their country. And in Ghana, we, 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 every, every now and then, we read the finance budget. You see the finance minister come to and they introduce certain things. They say, we'll introduce this tax. we introduce this component. We'll take away this tax because we think after a lot of, uh, a lot of proce procedures, proceedings, and deliberations, we think this will help bring money into the pocket of the citizens of this country. We are all witnesses to, the, to, 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 the, to what is happening in Ghana, and not just in Ghana, all over the world. The systems of men are failing. The systems of men are failing. As a child of God, one of the first things that you need to understand is that you are not an ordinary citizen of this earth. You are a, a citizen of the kingdom of God. 
The Bible says that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So you and I are citizens of a certain kingdom. Our kingdom is the kingdom of God. Our kingdom is Zion. And in our kingdom, God has his own ways and processes and procedures by which he prospers us. You cannot use man's way to prosper in God's kingdom. No, it doesn't work that way. So you have to go by the principles of God. The principles of God. The blessing of God that the grace of God will bring you salvation, will take you to heaven. But it is the principles of God that will cause you to succeed right here on this earth. On this earth, if you are you don't understand and identify with the principles that God has established for us living in this earth, you are going to fail in this earth and you think it's the devil that is doing you. The devil is just using ignorance and deception. Ignorance and deception. Jesus said, All power, hallelujah, in heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. When he said all, he did not leave some. So the devil does not have that authority to destroy you. It is only when you allow him open doors of access into your life that is when you begin to go down in life. Glory to Jesus. It is when you allow the devil access permission but when you understand the word of God and the principles of God that is when you are going to succeed and you are going to do well in the things of God or you are going to do well on this earth glory to Jesus Christ who is ready to do well who wants to prosper they need to understand the principles the precepts line upon line here a little there a little that God has established in his word for our prosperity anything outside that you are preaching in the flesh Anything outside that, you are putting in the flesh. And one of the principles that God has established for our prosperity is what we call the first fruit, Proverbs chapter 3, the verse number 9 and the verse number 10. For the, 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 the place is a bit warm, so I want to move very fast so that we can finish quickly and then we can be out of this place. Proverbs chapter number 3, verse number 9 and the verse number 10. The Bible said that trust in the Lord, that's verse number 5, with all your hearts, lean on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall what make your Street, and you jump to the verse number nine, and he says that honor the Lord with what your substance, and with the first fruit of all thy increase. How many of them? Come on, preach back to me. How many of them? All thy increase. The first fruit of all the increase. You know, when we start talking about the first, God is so much interested in the first that he does not leave any of them out. He does not leave anything out when he has to do with the first. And he said that that is a means by which he will prosper you. Look at that. The first fruit of all that increase. Look at what he says in the verse number 10. There is a, 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 a colon at the end of, of that of verse number 9. Tell you that verse number 10 is like an expansion of the verse number 9. He says, so shall thy bonds. Bonds are talking about structures where farmers keep their produce after harvest. God thinks in the te- in terms of harvest. So thy bu- shall thy bonds be what? Filled with what? Plenty. He's saying that it is not when you work very hard or you even get very good seeds that your bonds will be filled with plenty. But when you honor me, when you honor me, your bonds, your storage places, your bank accounts, your wallet, anything that you used to keep the, the, the produce of your harvest, he said that they shall be filled with what? Little a little, what? Plenty. And thy presses, presses are talking about uh, machines that they use for the processing, or the processing of grapes to produce wine. So he said that, so, that, so in, in, our, in, in the context of our new world, it can be talking about your business. 
your business, when you get money, when you invest it, your investments, he says that your presses shall best with new wine. New wine. Why? Because there are certain people, when they put grapes into their presses, the grapes are not able to bring out much wine. So he says that when you honor me, what is God saying? I am responsible for your breakthrough. I am responsible for your success. But the first thing that you need to understand is that you need to honor me first. When you honor me first, what follows will be my blessing. Will be my blessing. And God is, is so interested in the, in the first. Is so interested in the first. Listen, when we talk about first, we are talking about firstborn. That's why this evening we'll be having that program. The Lord, I don't know when again the Lord will ask me to organize such a program. It's not, it's, it's not a routine program. It's by direction. So the firstborns. The first bones are openness of the womb. Exodus chapter number 13. Exodus chapter number 13, verse 1 and 2. Listen to what God tells them in the book of Exodus by Moses. He said, and the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me. The verse number 2 quickly. Sanctify unto me. That means separate unto me. The four, how many of them? All the firstborn, whatsoever opened the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. Firstborn is the opener of the womb. Whatsoever opened the womb, whatsoever opened the womb, because the first is the first must come before the second. When you are counting, you start from what one before two comes, before three comes. That means that when the first is able to open the womb properly, oh, the rest of the conception will follow. Is the opener of the womb. So when you give your first house to the Lord, it means that there, it has opened the womb for you to get houses. You give your first car to the Lord, it has opened the womb for you to receive more cars. If you give your first bone to the Lord, He said that you give that to me. It is an opener of the womb. Every one of us has a womb of destiny, and the outcomes of our lives, the issues of our lives, come out of the womb. So the Bible says, "Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes what the issues." The children, the produce of life, it comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. Why is it that one person's life is this way and another person's life is that way? All of them have different kinds of wounds. And so they are, they are, they are living out of their wounds. You are living out of your womb. If your womb is open, and listen, nobody was born poor. Everybody, you see, if we were born poor, it means that we, are, we came from a poor source. And our source is God. God is never poor. So, the reason why you are not seeing abundance in your life is because your womb is not open much. And so there's not much release. Even when we come to natural conception, some, you realize that anytime they get pregnant, it's singles. Yeah, but there's somebody, I heard it was a string. The first, the first conception was twins. The second conception was triplets. The third conception was quadruplets. You see, this person's womb there, it's as though they have put a football field over there. Are we, are we understand? So while she has a football field over there, somebody has tennis. So tennis, you know, tennis one one players, and they are going like that. Are you understanding me? So the first is an opener of the womb. And God says that when you give that first to me, you are forming the foundation for your growth and for your progress. When you give that foundation to me, you give the opening of the womb to me, I'm going to give you the rest that follows. 
I'm going to give you the rest that follows. I'm going to give you the rest that follows. Listen to me. God is the one who is responsible for our breakthroughs. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Look at something over there. He said that, what does it say over there? Seek what? First. Again, the principle of the first, the power of the first. Seek first the kingdom of God or the kingdom of and his what? Righteousness. And all these things that you are looking for, they shall be added unto it. Oh, I don't know whether somebody is getting me. God wants your first. God wants your first. Everything that is called first, God says that those things are supposed to be given to me. They are special unto me. When you give it to me, that is when I will multiply them. But when you take it, it means that you are, you are, you are saying that you are going to advance or make progress by your own strength and by your own power. By your own strength and by your own power. The breakthrough that you are looking for comes from God. So when you give the first unto God, you, you, and you put God in debt. You put God in debt and he's entitled to pay you back. When in, in the book of First Samuel chapter 1 chapter 2, you see the story of Elkanah and Hannah and Penina. And uh, the Bible tells us that Hannah was what? Barren. Penina was laughing at her. In the course of time, the Bible said they had gone to uh, Shiloh. And as they, were, as they were at Shiloh, Hannah was so moved by the, the, by, the, by the mockery of Penina that she went before the Lord and she began to pray, asking the Lord, not just for a child, but for a man child. And when she uh, was praying, she made a vow to the Lord. You see, in the realm of the spirit, people don't understand the power of vows. Sometimes you can change things if you can get into a, a vow with the Lord. She made a vow to the Lord that, Lord, if you honor me, oh, if you honor me with a man child, I will not keep that man child. I will follow what you have said in your word and I will give that child back to you. I'll give that child back to you. When she gave that child, by the grace of God, answered the prayer, she got somewhere. When she gave back somewhere unto the Lord, listen to what Ellie said. He said that she had given a loan to the Lord. She had given a loan to the Lord. Now, meant that by giving God the first, honoring God with the first, now God was indebted to her. The Bible says she had five other children in addition. When God is paying back, he doesn't pay the same thing that he gave him. Doesn't pay the same thing that you give him. So the first belongs to the Lord. The first belongs to the Lord. With the breakthrough, the next level, the glory that you are looking for, it comes from the Lord. And he says that, How do you engage me? Give me your first. Give me your first. Don't let anything else become your first. Listen, God wants to take first place in your life. That's why he gives us these principles. He teaches us these principles in his word. Listen, your wife, your marriage, your job, your, your children, nothing should take first place. Nothing should take first place. And these are the things that compete to take first place in our lives. I pray that God will grant somebody insight and understanding into his word. Glory to Jesus Christ. In his instruction to the children of Israel, in, the, in, in, in Exodus chapter number 13, he speaks a lot about the first fruits. And he said that the first fruit, any the first that will break the matrix of the womb, should be given even of not just of man, but of animals. And among the, among the Jews, there were some animals they considered to clean and those they considered to be unclean. He said that the clean, the first one must be killed and given to me. It must be given to me. And the unclean, you would have thought that, oh, God doesn't like unclean animals. He said that even the unclean, you kill them, but you, you redeem.
redeem them with a ram. You redeem them with a ram. He said, the ass. You, you, because the ass was so important to them economically, he, he did not allow them. The ass was not considered very clean, but that it was important to them economically. Help them in their farms. So God said that you will not break the neck of that ass, but then you, you redeem the ass, just like you redeem a, a man child. So every first, Every first child, every first child, every first animal, every first produce, God said that it belongs to him. And so even if it was unclean, you know, that's what struck me the most. That even the unclean ones, he said that even that one will not leave that one to you. Even though you kill it, redeem it, and give it to me. And give it to me. The power of the first. The power of the first. The power of the first. The first shows where your heart will go. Your first salary is one of your most precious salaries ever. Your, many people have a certain love for their first children. Because it, it is the glory of their, that, they, they are, that they are also was fertile. Or they can also be parents. But the Lord says, I give that one to me. Give that one to me. He says that that one is holy unto him. Uh, Ezekiel chapter number 48, the verse number 14 says, They shall not sell of it, neither exchange, nor alienate the first fruit of the land, for it is holy unto the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. In the, in the Bible, there are two kinds of offerings that God considers holy. It meant that if you touch it, it is haram. If you touch it, it is, a, 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 it is an abomination. You have desecrated holy things. There are two, first fruit and then tithes. First fruit and tithes. He says that all of those ones are his. If you touch it, you have robbed him. If you touch it, you have taken that which belongs to him. If you touch it, you have showed that you don't honor him. You have dishonored him. And he says that those who don't honor me, they will be, they will not, they will, they will not be great. They will be, they will be despised. He says those who honor me, they shall be honored. But those who dishonor me, they shall be lightly esteemed. In other words, they will not be regarded. They will not be regarded. And that is what happened to Cain. That is what happened to Cain. You, you saw the skit that the, the, the kids did this morning. Cain brought the Bible. You know, we read, we read the Bible. Let's, let's open the Bible according to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 4. Genesis chapter number 4. The Bible says that in the process of time, the verse number 3, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and unto his offerings. Did you see that? He had respect unto Abel and unto his offerings. And the verse number 5 says, But unto Cain he had no respect. He had no respect. He did not regard because he did not consider the offering. Cain just took, you know, when we were in Sunday school, when we were children, they lied to us. They said that, oh, Cain uh, <laughs> brought rotten tomatoes and rotten everything. Is there anything rotten over here? I can see that uh, these are not rotten over here. Glory to Jesus. He brought, the, he brought of a, a produce and of his ground an offering. And but but look at the quality of the quality of Abel's offering. The Bible says he brought the firstlings of all his flocks. The firstlings of all his flocks. The first, the first, the first, and the first thereof. So first fruit is not just about quantity, but it's about the quality. It's about the quality of what you are offering to the Lord. The Bible says when God looked at what Abel, what Abel gave to him, he had respect. 
stepped onto it, he felt honored. He felt he felt he, he was he was he was appreciative of what Abel did. But up to Cain, because Cain just prayed, just any of them. It was the Bible does not record that it was the first of the of, of the fruit of his ground. The Bible says God had no respect unto him. And when God has no respect unto you, you cannot succeed. The Bible says the countenance of Cain changed. And he was very angry. God asked him, why are you angry? If you do well, you will be accepted. That word accepted over there, I, the Lord led me some time ago to do a, a deeper study of that word. And that word means elevated. It means promoted. It means a higher ground. It means a higher ground. That means that the first fruit of Shantara. Why the how the king, oh my God, how the king know that God had had respect unto the offering of Abel and not his? There was a manifestation that showed. There was something that they saw in their lives. They saw that ah, the life of Abel was seeing a difference. You saw what the king said. All of a sudden, they seemed to be there together, and one was losing, another was seeing changes. That is evidence of the acceptance, of the elevation, and of the promotion that God had brought into the life of Abel. King saw it. King saw it. King saw it. When you honor God, He will let your blessing become evident. Uh, evidence. Everybody will see tangible blessing, tangible fruitfulness if you honor God. If you honor God. If you honor God. Listen to me. When it comes to the first fruit, people have a lot of questions. But you see, really, it's not about uh, it's, yeah, it's not questions. But it's just talking about our covetousness. Our covetousness. That is why we, 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 we feel it. We feel it. It also talks about our trust. The first fruits, whenever we are talking about first fruit, when people are, are, are told about first fruit, their reaction is just a, a, a picture of the trust that they have in their hearts. Many of us trust more in the money in our hands than in God's power to supply. We trust more in the money in our hands. That is why many of us over here, we wake up very early so that we can make it to the office on time. Why? We don't want to be sacked. We don't want to lose our jobs because our focus is that as we go there and we maintain our, we honor the office, we honor our bosses, we honor our HRs, they are going to maintain our jobs so that at the end of the month, look of you will come. Something will come. And when that thing comes, most of the time we come and come and give thanks to the Lord. You should be giving thanks to your HR. Or to your boss, because really your faith, your confidence was in this. And by this, I'm not saying go and sleep and go to work late, but that is your responsibility. But then, that is the contention that goes on in our hearts. Whenever I come to see first fruits given, someone's like, How am I going to survive if I give everything? You heard, you heard them saying it. How am I going to survive? Is that not a real question? Oh, come on, don't lie to me like you are holier than me. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Don't lie to me like you are done. Are you not wondering, how am I going to survive? Yes, it is certainly it's a question of your trust. That's why I read Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord. And then he jumps to the verse of Manai, honor the Lord. So the giving is actually a trust issue. It's actually a trust issue. What do you trust? You trust that God can take care of you even when there's nothing in your hands. Even when there's nothing in your hands. Anytime you get to the place of emptiness, that is where you see that God is a great provider. That's where you see that God is a great provider. Listen, God, you know, anytime we have to do first free service, I struggle a lot. Not because of my giving, but because of your giving. 
Because I, I know some of you have fears. I know some, and sometimes I begin to try to make plans. For instance, I, I, I was thinking that, oh, after first fruits, let's go and buy some food around and then so that in case somebody is hungry, the person can come to the church and come to come and eat. But the Lord told me something. He said, I do not let sympathy cut short the training of my children. Because God will never, will never sacrifice the training of your faith. I'll just really show you the secret plan that I had. But now God has taken it away. You and I, oh, we could trust the Lord. I say you and I will go to it. For first week, which will have saved my off, I've had savings of about 10,000, and I can come and do first week this thing, yeah. This thing, yeah. Sister, sister. And I, brother, brother, brother. Uh, you see, the sisters can because the sisters are guilty. The brothers, we are very strong. What do you think? Ah. Uh, some brother is going to take the winning under the cover of <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. The principle of the first. The power of the first. God demands the first. God demands the best. God does not want to be second place. Do you know that even Titan, he says that the first tenth, it's not just ten percent, the first tenth should be given to him. Because it is an it is an act of honor. It is an act of honor. Glory to Jesus Christ. If you say that if you do well, verse number seven, if thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted? Shall will you not be accepted? Genesis chapter three, the verse number seven. Listen, the first fruit is both a command and, and it's an honor to God. He said that honor the Lord is a command. He's instructing us. This is how I want your life to be. Exodus chapter twenty-three, the verse number nineteen. He said that the first of all the first fruits. Of thy land shall thou bring into the house of the Lord thy God. He said, You shall not seat the kid, the, a kid in his mother's milk. That, that's not the, the, the second part, is not what um, the focus is. But he said that the first of the first fruits, that word means the best, the best of your first fruits of thy land shall you bring to the house of the Lord thy God. He even shows you where you should send it to. So the first fruit is not something that you should go say, oh, ah, because my mother has taken care of me, my father has taken care of me, so I'm going to, my first salary, I'll give it to my parents. That is what traditional uh, culture teaches us. But listen to me, the Lord says that he, in fact, do you know that God is the one who provided for your parents? The moment you give them what belongs to God, you have idolized them. And if you are not careful, God can take them away just to make a point. Let me go on. Let me show you a few things and then I'll be done for this morning. This morning I didn't intend to share a lot. We have a lot of messages on our podcast about first fruits. You can go. The, the basic principles are there. So today I'm just highlighting on a few things. Just because some of our brethren are new to these kind of things. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, there's a specific place he asks us to bring the first fruit. He asks us to bring it to the house of God. And when you look in the scriptures, it's also say that you can give the first fruit to a man of God. To a man of God. Who is the man of God in your life? Who is the one whose words, whose prophecies, whose declarations are building you up? Who is the priest? If I were to study Ezekiel chapter number 48, it says that you bring it unto the priest. 
and the priest shall command the blessing upon you. The priest shall command the blessing upon you. Glory to Jesus Christ. So you need to understand. You need to understand the principle of the first fruits. The principle of the first fruits. It should be brought to the house of God. Let me show you something in the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter number 6. Now, after they had, uh, uh, the children of Israel, when they were going to go into the land of promise, they had been going around. God had delivered them from Egypt, and they had been in the wilderness on their journey towards, uh, towards uh, on their journey towards uh, uh, the land of promise. And so, for forty years, they had known the provisions of God. Forty years, there was no wars. Forty years, they, were, they had not encountered any battles. Those days, it was through battles that kingdoms and nations expand. So, when they come battle you and they conquer your nation, they take the spoil and they increase their land. Either they either they totally obliterate you or they put you under some kind of taxation so you pay allegiance to them and you pay some taxes to them every year or every month or something like that now when they were about to go to the land of promise the first battle that god gave them victory in was the battle with jericho with jericho so in the verse number 19 this is what god has to tell them he said that when you go to jericho and i give you the victory and I give you the victory. Listen to me. Every victory, every first victory that God gives you belongs to Him. Maybe you are, you are in a business. Your first profit, your first contract, is, it belongs to the Lord. Ah, it belongs to the Lord. Let me finish. I'll show you some uh, examples and uh, you understand a few things. Said, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto who? The Lord. The spoil. He said, and they shall come into where? The treasury of the Lord. Into the treasury of the Lord. It shouldn't go into your pockets. Into the treasury of the Lord. Look at the verse number 20. Quickly, quickly. Because of time, I want us to finish quickly. So the people shouted, and when the priest blew the trumpet, it came to pass. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, huh? let's go on. And, and, uh, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took, what did they take? They took the city. So it meant that God's path had been fulfilled. God's path had been fulfilled. He had given them the city. Let's continue, please. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man, woman, young and old, and ox and sheep, as and with the edge of the sword. They totally destroyed them with the edge of the sword. Let's go on, uh-huh. Quickly, quickly. But Joshua said unto the two men that had spied out Jericho, to go into the hallowed house. You know, Bible tells us that when Jericho was pulled down, Joshua placed a curse on the city that nobody should be able to rebuild the city again. Why? Jericho was the first fruit of God. It was the first fruit, the first city that God had given to them. The first victory God had given to them. And he said, that one, nobody should touch it. Holy things are holy things, though. Brothers and sisters, not everything is according to you the way we see things, though. Not everything is physical. Many of us, you see, yesterday I was listening to one man of God, uh, a businessman and a consultant from Nigeria, Dr. Emmanuel Olumide. And he was, he's a, he's a, a businessman. And he said that he has been in the business for a long time. And he, he, can, he can tell you that nobody comes there without empty under them. No, it's either you are taking, you either, you, everybody has a secret. When you come to the boardroom and you are negotiating, is this your CV that you went, other people have sent their CV, so what is on their CV? What is on your CV? 
It's either you are in a secret court or you are in a secret place. Everybody has a secret. Everybody has a secret. So when you get into a boardroom, sometimes discussions are going on and you agree to something. When you leave the boardroom, you're like, how come I agree to that thing? The forces, the power in the boardroom. They tell the story of one gentleman, a Christian brother, who was in a business partnership with a, a Muslim. And anytime they are going, the Muslim will be taking his, will go with his tazbah. How many of you know what a tazbah is? Uh, like a rosary kind of. And then when they are in the meeting, he'll be, he'll be mumbling certain things and he'll be counting his tazbah. It's, 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 my, it's my Islamic language. You don't understand it. When you grow, you understand. Hallelujah. So, this brother kept wondering why his friend was doing that. And so, along the line, he began to catch some revelation about certain things. So, one day, they went into the, into the, into the boardroom. And so, whilst the, the discussion was going on, you know, sometimes you can be praying your spirit, or you are not opening your mouth. His friend saw him, and he gave him thumbs up. Gave him thumbs up. When, after the meeting, why did you give him thumbs up? I think you were praying. You have now understood what is going on. A Muslim... A Muslim was telling the Christian because, you see, we, we take things for granted. We take things for granted. Many of us children, we take things for granted. Listen, it is the grace of God that will take you to heaven, but on earth, there are principles that empower you for victory. Fasting, prayer, seed sowing, soul winning, serving the Lord. There are many Christian families that will go to heaven and will never have any prosperity on earth. But are some who enjoy some some of your friends and you see them breaking through and they are not living a certain holy life. Don't think that go and ask what their grandfathers did. Go and ask what their forefathers did. Go and ask what is in their roots. Maybe there's somebody who honored God and God is using that as a memorial to honor and bless the children. Nothing happens for free in this world. Nothing happens for free. So choose life. So that you and what? Your children, your seed may live. Listen, the first belongs to God. Jericho was God's first fruit. So he said, nobody should touch anything from there. The Bible tells us that a man called Achan, you go to the verse number seven, the man saw the gold. He saw that Lumi, hey, said that this one is to be nice to put on my wife's neck. You see? Listen, women, be very careful the kind of pressure you put on your husbands. Put pressure on your husband to be spiritual. And to honor the Lord. Because whatever he does, it's coming affect you too. They went to battle after Jericho with a small nation called I. I was many times less than 10% of Jericho. But I defeated them. The Bible said that uh, Joshua was lying before the Lord. And he was wondering how they could have been defeated. If God you could give a Jericho, what is I? I was just a stroke and they were down. But I, uh, hey, some of us, uh, the reason why we are going through certain things is because we have mixed the things of God with our things. And it is turning into a curse unto us. So something that should not have been able to bring you down is bringing you down. You have touched something. The covering that you need is not coming. I destroyed them. And the Lord said that it's because my children have touched my holy things. They have touched my holy things. And you see, the reason why 
and, and you see that is why we need to or you need to pray for your pastor because you see everything flows from the top if you read from the verse number 24 downwards you know god told them that don't spare anything but then because joshua had made a, a, a promise to rahab the bible says that he said that save rahab her father everybody in the household and everything that is in there the gold that god said he shouldn't touch as for Rahab's own, they were taken away. They were taken away. And so Achan also saw it. Leadership by example. And so he also went to pick the holy things of God. And because of that, God was angry at them. God was angry at them. Let me show you uh, verse number 7. Verse number 7. Are we learning something? Look at the verse number 10. Verse chapter, chapter number 7. Verse number 10. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up! Wherefore lie down upon thy face after you have gone to Jimmy and I are going to lie down before me. I get up from there. Oh, God was telling me that. Why are you lying down? He said, Oh, verse chapter number 7, verse number 10. Verse number 10, 10 to 12. We are in from 10 to 12. The, the, the verse number 1 starts talking about Achan. So you guys can take note of it. The whole chapter 7, you can go and read it. I won't be of time. He said, that, Why are you lying down? What Israel has sinned. And you see, the first root, when you take the first root, it's a sin. Hey, now you are taking the ten of it. Let me show you. And they have also transgressed my covenant. You see, that's why I told you it's a covenant of prosperity, the power of the first. They have transgressed my covenant, which I watch. So it's a commando. Brothers and sisters, hey, listen, if I was, if I was quoting from my own book, you would have said that I'm telling my mind, but I'm reading the Bible. You see, and that is why it's good to have a pastor who loves the word of God, so that he can pull the things out and make it bear to you. Which I've commanded them for they are what? Taking of the accursed thing. Hush. And they have also stolen and dissembled also. They have shared it. Uh-huh. And they have put what? Even among what? <laughs> Check your account. Is there something that belongs to God as there? Check your pockets. Check your stomach. Is there something that belongs to God that is over there? Listen, you can decide, you can decide that this, this is not one of the messages you take. Don't worry. Me, I would have done my part. I would have done my part in teaching you the truth. He said, and he have put them among their own staff. <laughs> ah, among their own staff. Charlie, let me use this to, to push my business a bit. <laughs> this year, this year uh, uh, January this year, there was something I was doing and it brought me a certain uh, b- benefit. I was this one has to be tight. The Lord's a bit tight. <laughs> a bit tight. If you want to see more of it, I say, Lord, I have things to do. I have things to do. Yeah, this one is not like, uh, it's not a salary. It's, uh, I can't take it. Uh, the Lord uh, it took me one day, two days, three days. One week, I've still not yet decided. So just this dawn, when I was praying and preparing for service, that I had to release it to my heart. Lord, this, this dollars, I will give them all away. And beginning of the year, dollars. I said, Lord, this I want to enjoy more foreign currency. Now you start giving me foreign currency. Now you start to give it all away. At least pick them and say, the Lord. And you see, and most of us. Check your heart. The, the thing is in your heart. God corrects you in your heart. But you say, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you know, I got into grace. God knows I don't have the faith for it. I don't have the faith for it. 
brother, brother. Brother, brother. Sister, sister. He said they have touched that thing which is a curse. And they have put it among their own staff. Let's read the verse number 12 and let's run from this, this, this place. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. But turn their backs before them. They turned their backs. They failed. They turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore. Except what? You destroy the curse from amongst you. So Achan and his family had to be killed. It wasn't just who have brought it back. You know, according to the Bible, they brought it back. But they were still cursed. And if they remain among the children of Israel, it was going to cause them defeat upon defeat. I'm just trying to let you know how serious this matter is. And you need a bold man of God to be able to tell you this truth. Especially in, this, in the kind of economy that we are finding ourselves in right now. Where now, I heard that now, Kinky, hey, how much is Kinky now? Three Ghana cities. And I'm like, you don't talk, you don't talk anymore. <laughs> Three Ghana cities. I was shocked. And the size has no increase too. In fact, it seems as though they have now, they have tightened it more. So if there's any time to keep money, it's now. But God is saying that this is the worst time. It's the worst time to keep what you think is yours. What is his? Give it to him. Give it to him. Hey, so free. They like money. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. But I'll teach you the truth. And I'll go my way. I'll go my way. When this church first started, and during the first year, we started in March, and then in December, we had our first night. That day, the power was so strong. Come and see. People were throwing money on the altar. Oh my God. As a pastor, as a the new year is going to be a bit easier for us because we needed a lot of things. We needed, we did, I think we didn't have drums by then. We didn't have drums. We didn't have a lot of things. We didn't have bass. We didn't have speakers. We were using those old 2 by 4 speakers. And so I said, glory to God. We are not even raising funds and money. People are like, you could see fresh new five, five, five CDs, plenty, plenty. People, 10 CDs, people are like, ah, oh, Holy Ghost. You are making this work of God. Thank you, Lord. They told me I was suffer, but now the way they think, and then the Lord will come and put their own. And then and, and, ah, the power of God was moving. The power of God was moving. I wasn't even calling for fans. Too. I wasn't even calling anybody to come and sow seeds. The spirit of the Lord took over. The spirit of prayer came. And the people had just come in and were dropping money. You see, when, you see, where the spirit of God is money, is, uh, the spirit of God attracts money. How many of you know that? The spirit of God attracts money. When you have uh, the anointings upon your life, you attract resources. When you are at the presence of the it's another teaching for another day. Listen, if you need anything, you need a presence. You need a presence. Don't go chasing after money. Chase after the presence. And the Holy Ghost is an attractor. He attracts people. And when he attracts them, they bring their resources along. Right after the whole night, they did account and said, Hallelujah, the Lord said that this man is not going to account. Divided into. And when he sent, he sent them to two men of God, I said, eh? It's like, eh? I even want them to come and give me some. The Lord said that that money, it shouldn't go. 
like, oh, we paid electricity. The Lord said, I go and give it out. I think at that time, it was about 1,000 Ghana cities or so. You see, and for a young church, like 1,000 Ghana cities was a very big amount for us. It's like, wow. So I decided to send them to two fathers in my life. I was like, God. You know, it was that January. Somebody has never stepped into this church for brought us two bass guitars, two guitars, one bass guitar, one lead guitar. That month, our bass combo, it came. God touched somebody and the person. In fact, that man we received two bass guitars and one lead guitar and one bass combo. The amount of money that we took to the to 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 to, to the bank at the end of the month was ten times the amount that was given out. Expenses not included. Expenses not included. Listen to me. God is a master multiplier. You know, I, sometimes I, I don't want to share some of this testimony because it makes it look as though I'm trying to be, God is trying to bribe you. No, but that, the, 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 the bribery part is not the real part. The obedience part is the real part. Is the real part. Me, I've seen it in my life. Last year, I gave God. God, I, uh, look at that. God is taking his sins already. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to Jesus Christ. Last year, at the beginning of the year, I had some foreign currency. Somebody blessed me some money. Again, you see, I think God has a plan for me. I'm now re- realizing it. And the Lord said, I give the first. I said, yeah, God. So I gave it to him. By the end of the year, I had three foreign accounts. A dollar, dollar account had increased. And I said, God gave me an euro account and a pound sterling account. You are jealous, so you cannot clap. He knows what he's doing. You cannot build a house on your own. In this economy, 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 no, economy is inside. So if you want to change the economy to an economy for you, honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord. Let God take his place in your life. And you should do it out of your heart. Not gradually. If you want to do it gradually, sister, sister, brother, brother, it will not work for you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. The first fruit is a debt old God. It's a debt that you owe God. Remember the first one I said that when you give it to him, it becomes a debt that he owes you. But actually from the original, it's a debt that he owes you. That you owe him. It's a, it's a debt that you, when you do it, you remember how he saved you. Why did God tell them to give the first fruit? Exodus chapter number 13. You know, you remember we started from the verse number 1. Now I want us to jump to the verse number 9. And it shall be a sign unto thee, unto thy hand, for a memorial between the eyes, for the Lord's Law may for, the, for that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth, for with a strong hand has the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. So it was because God has shown them His favor and brought deliverance to them that thou sh- shalt therefore keep this ordinance in His season from year to year. So why do we do it year after year? Because it's in the word. From year to year, it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore unto thee and to thy fathers, and shall give it to thee, that thou shalt set apart unto the Lord all that openeth the matrix, so all that open the womb, uh, and every first thing that cometh of a beast which thou hast, the male shall be the Lord's. He said, of every first thing of thy house thou shalt redeem with the lamb. I told you about redemption earlier. And if thou shalt not redeem it, thou shalt break his neck. 
that shall break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among the children shall thou redeem. So, I, me, as I practice this. So, firstborn, you redeem. Redeem. Find something. Tell the Lord, this is my first fruits. This is my first fruits because of this first child that you have given me. He said, you shall redeem. And then look at the verse 14. Said, and it shall be when thy son accept thee in time to come, saying, what is this that thou shalt say unto him by strength of hand? The Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage, and shall come to pass when Pharaoh will hardly let us go, that the Lord slew all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. The Lord is saying that I took some people's firstborn for your sake, and made some people suffer for your sake. For you to come into salvation, I took some people's firstborn. And so because of that, you have you owe me your firstborns. Listen, the first fruits. It, did God not sacrifice his firstborn son for our salvation? Come on, talk to me, brothers and sisters. And it means that if we truly believe in Jesus as our Savior, and we truly believe in our salvation, and we owe God first. Because he gave his first. He gave his first. He gave his first for us. He gave his first for us. He gave his first for us. Don't touch what God considers to be holy. When Adam touched what God said they shouldn't touch, he was thrown out of the garden. You have a garden today. I know a lot of people who were doing very well. They had a lot of money. But now they don't have money anymore. They don't have money anymore. Uh, if, if brother was telling me, uh, I think even, uh, remember, Samidin was telling us about somebody who stays in the same house with him. The man said that he, he, he's friends with these big time politicians now. They started together. He had a lot. Now he's, in a, he's barely surviving in a, a single room over there. Look, don't be deceived at what you see naturally now. Don't be deceived at what is in your hands. Look into the word of God. Look into the spirit. And honor God with what he says you should honor him with. If you do that, that, is, that will be the beginning of your prosperity. That will be the beginning of your prosperity. But more importantly, you would have honored God. And God will now take care of you. He will become the immune system for you. He will make you immune to curses. Immune to the economic hardships. Immune to the things that the enemy is bringing all around. Listen, brothers and sisters, it is not time for us to be in the flesh. It is a time for us to be in the spirit. People of faith, so that we see the glory of God. So that we see the glory of God. And today, I challenge you, even as we are going to honor God with our first, I challenge you to be a part of this. I challenge you to be a part of this. The Lord, and you are going to make declarations. The Lord, as I honor you with my seed, as I honor you with my first, let every promise of your word be made available to me. Look, after now, there are some businesses I'm not even actively doing, but I'm still getting money from there. I'm still getting money from there. Why? My first ever profit that I got from that business in 2013 or 2014. As at that time, 1,000 Ghana cities, as at that time, 2012, 2013. That time, it is like today, today, uh, probably today, today, 50,000 or something. Okay, the Lord said I should give it all to him. I gave it all on to the Lord. Today, I don't know who you are, but the Spirit of God has spoken. I'll end this message over here. God, the Spirit of God is just telling me to end it over here. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is here to the church. Glory to Jesus. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord right now. Come on, celebrate the Lord. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website 
www.emeneza.opolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.